Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of year again when everyone asks, what do I get my dad, husband, boyfriend, father, brother, basically any guy in my life for the holidays? Come on. You know we got the perfect gift. That's right. Our favorite pants, the perfect jean, are back to take the guesswork out of holiday gift shopping for the guy in your life. Oh, and not only do they have the most comfortable pants and shorts that won't crush a guy's jingle bells, now they've also got the perfect tee. That's right, they've created a t-shirt that takes the same stretch and quality used for their jeans, so a guy can now dress perfect from head to, well, ankle, because they don't make shoes. Mira, I've got the jeans, the shorts, the shirts. La verdad que it's probably the most comfortable outfit I've ever worn. And you know we like to give our listeners a little something-something. So use code BATTLE20 at theperfectgene.nyc to save 20% off your order. That's right. BATTLE20 gets you 20% off the jeans, the shorts, the shirts, todo. So this holiday, f*** your khakis and get the perfect gift from the perfect jean. And don't forget to use the code BATTLE20 for 20% off your order. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. No, I have not eaten all day today. Well, you know, after Thanksgiving. <laughs> let's start that again. Well, I, well Cut, let's no, start no, that again. But we're doing fake Friday today. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to keep it? Yeah, we're doing fake Friday because I am prepping for what we're going to later. Well, because we're having two feasts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're having the fair. The fair and then Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving. Right. So the Yanura. As of the as since, when, when people are hearing this, fake Friday. when people are hearing this, yes, you're probably going through like a food coma. I may not wake up until Saturday. Oh, 
So you're missing Black Friday? Isn't well? Ed, well, first of all, everybody, <laughs> welcome. welcome to. But let me tell you, episode 184. Yes. Oh, look. Do we think the 170s are gone and you're unblocked? Yes. The 170s. The I was 70s. Like, you te there. Is it? Is it 265? 1,200? <laughs> I was like totally off. But My, on the 180s, I'm like, you're good. on it. You're on it. Crap. We only have a handful of episodes left for we season have, four. Uh, I think three episodes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. No. Yes. And before three, we know it, season five will be here because we're getting renewed. Well, yes. I, <laughs> I hear very good things about our chances for renewal. We're getting renewed, people. We're, we're yes. get, we got renewed for season five. We, we had to talk to the executives. The producers tend to like us, though. Yeah. They yeah, do like us. Yeah, so I think so, we're, we're good. So I'm so happy we're getting a fifth season. Yes. That, you know, we're not getting canceled. And no. We and and a, we'll be able to do our 200th. Which Yes. Things are improving, so we will probably be able to do some type of 200th event or party or something. At this point, I'll be happy with a shelter at a park. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, welcome to, to Pero, Let Me Tell You. First of all, thank you for listening to us, whether you listen mm-hmm. to us on Fridays or over the weekend yeah. or during or you the binge. week. Um, for, you know, a lot of you are off from work or you're in your Thanksgiving, you know, shenanigans black friday fun so thank you for listening to us i know that a lot of times holidays are not peak times for podcasts no people they're, have not, other they're things not yeah to do but um so if you're here thank you thank you thank you <laughs> so i mean obviously with any post thanksgiving um episode we have to talk about black friday so are you still doing Black Friday? So my sister and I, if some listeners may know, we every Black Friday, you know, we, we go shopping. And it's become more of a just, it's just what her and I do. Like, not so much about, you know, la venta and all that stuff. It's just like, you know, that's what we do after Thanksgiving. That's our tradition. So we are still going to do it this year, even if just like por arribita. What does um, por, por arribita mean? Well, okay. Por arribita because there's only like... Whereas before we would like plan out the whole night or, or you know, it's like, okay, a las dos abre Toys R Us, a las tres abre Walmart, and then you go to Target. Now, because of the whole supply chain situation, we've actually been buying things ahead of time mm-hmm. to be certain that it shows up for, things, uh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So there's only like a handful of things that we have left to buy. So whereas before we would go out and just like do it all this year is going to be a little more like, let's just go to Bath and Body Works because you know, they've got that great sale or let's just swing by target. Cause we need to buy our annual towels. We always buy towels on black Friday. I actually have a cheat, a cheat sheet. Okay. The other day, a, this is not black Friday related, but it can help you on black Friday. Okay. The other day, uh, Tristan had a school project due. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of supplies that we had to get, of course, and he left at the last minute. And we went to Target, and they were missing some of the stuff. Right. Um, and they were missing some stuff at uh, Staples. And I go, Tu sabe que? I'm going to go to Kmart. The one Kmart left the in one Miami left, yeah, because, County. I mean, and they had everything. Amira. Good to so know. So I was like, huh. I'm like, Kmart saved the day. Who knew? The one time. The. <laughs> It's really sad. It is sad. It is sad because like it went Kmart, from everywhere. So okay, so when the one Kmart that's left in Miami Dade County, which is on Kendall Drive and one, y la 150 pico, yeah, ¿no? it's yeah. not far from Target actually. When you walk in, it's like, oh my god, it's 1987 again. Like it's th- they Kmart. still have the yeah. the the same lighting. The lighting is what like dates it the most. Yeah, because yeah. they still have that fluorescent tube lighting, and it's probably the same lights that have been there for. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's what dates it the most. So on yeah. the one hand, it's like, oh my God, it's so nostalgic because this is sort of what it looked like when we were kids. But on the other hand, it's like, oh shit, such an icon because yeah. Kmart was an icon, <clears throat> you know, Light special that yeah. it's sort of it, died. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And, um, and there are a couple of like, the employees at the Kmart had the shirt that said attention Kmart shoppers. And I'm like, Aww. Oh, not everybody's going to get that reference anymore. Like, I wonder if we can get some of those shirts. You know, I thought that too. I'm like, do they sell these? <laughs> because if you know, you know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, That's the so, thing you just want to wear like randomly. So Kmart save the day. I mean, the Kmart for me, the one on what in Westchester, the Lots one in, in, in Corway. Corway, that was, yeah. I mean, Okay, you have to be of a certain age to remember, and if Seth is listening to this, Burger Beast, <laughs> you'll appreciate this. Can we like acknowledge for a minute in the 80s and even 90s how lit the corner, the corners of Coralway and 87th uh, were? Yeah. And it was on, the and, and it was a diagonal corners. On one hand, you had Zare, which love it or hate it, it's it, it. On the other hand, you had Lionel Play World. Hello. Yeah, yeah, you had the Lionel Play World. And then on the other side, you had Jay Biden. You I had Jackson Kmart. You had Kmart. You had Westchester Mall with a scary pet shop. <laughs> my brother's orthodontist. Where the Walmart everyone's is Everyone's orthodontist. Yeah, where, my, where the Walmart is now. That used to be Kmart. And it, no, the Kmart was on the end. Well, well the, Wal- the, the Kmart building doesn't exist anymore, period. No, no. They knocked the whole thing down. Right, right, right. The only thing that's left from there is... TJ Maxx is the, is the actual building that used of to be Byron's. Byron's. Yes, yes, And yes. next to it, Valsang used to be the Walgreens. Okay. But everything else they knocked down. Okay, even the Publix, there used yeah. to be a Publix there. But they, but they knocked it yeah, down yeah. and built that Publix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's like total nerd talk there. But that, that those corners were lit like that in was, the 80s yeah. and 90s. So, <laughs> anyway, well, no, but back to Black uh, Friday. So, so, you guys have bought most stuff i've bought a lot of stuff and i know she has as well but don't you think that black friday because i feel that black well they started really early this year but i feel that black friday black friday has always existed but i feel that like 10 years ago maybe it really reached its peak that it got out of hand yeah but i feel that even before the pandemic it started dying down a little bit yeah no no no. black friday is not what it used to be is not what it used but to like be. But like recent, like this in, is like in all in the in last, last few five years. years, let's say. Yeah, I would say I, I with the advent of of online shopping, I think is really when Black Friday has started to just kind of diminish because number one, a lot of people, well, once when, when Cyber Monday started, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, I'll just wait till Cyber Monday and I'll and I'll shop from home, but then a lot of the Black Friday uh, savings were available online as well so no not even cyber money like you could go online like you know friday at 6 a.m go online order it do a pickup or delivery or whatever and you were done i've never been a fan of black of black friday i've never gone shopping on black friday not because i think i'm above it i just i always had a really big problem with I don't know. I always saw the other side of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, these stores are open. Oh, how great. Yeah, but the employees are the ones who have to work it, are the ones who have to work all night, are the ones whose Thanksgiving is ruined. Fair enough. But in all fairness, when we started doing Black Friday was way before this whole like, oh, we're just going to be open on Thanksgiving. Right. Well, I'm not, we used to do the Black Friday when it was like stores would open at 5 a.m. I'm not blaming the consumer. At 5 a.m. But there are stores that have always stood their ground and we're like, no, we're not opening on Thanksgiving. As it should be. Right? We're not opening on Thanksgiving. Be. When I mean Thanksgiving, like that doesn't mean we're opening at 12.01. You know? Exactly. Friday, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, right? no. We're not going to open until like 
5 a.m. Right. the next so, day or whatever. I don't even see it from the consumer standpoint. I, I see it from the corporate standpoint. Like, right. you know, all these people have to go work. And yeah, you're right. Ahora now in the last few years, they're open on, th- on like, they would open yeah. like 4 yeah. o'clock on Yeah, so you can, have, you can have lunch for right. Thanksgiving. Which, as we know, for Latinos, that doesn't make sense. Right. No. See, if you're white, you're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've already eaten. You did the digestion, everything. Oh, my gosh. I remember when I was in Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm sorry. When I was in Michigan, mm-hmm. um, I came down the first year, and I was like, never again. <laughs> never again am I traveling on Thanksgiving holidays, a uh, weekend. So I'm like, I'll just stay in Michigan. Um, and, you know, I cooked for, you know, my right. white friends that I love, 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 love. And I'm like, oh, dinner is like at 7 o'clock. And everybody would be like, What? And I'm like, it's called dinner. And to me, that's early. That's early. <laughs> that was you being considerate. Yes, that was me being yes. considerate. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you have Thanksgiving dinner at two? It's like, no, 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 no. First of all, it's not a brunch. Okay, <laughs> it's not a Thanksgiving brunch. If it's you were doing dinner. an patio of my parents' house, you would be eating Thanksgiving dinner on Black Friday. Equal. <laughs> that's like no chat. Wait, not you know. Sometimes we have it on Christmas. Exactly. Okay, Porco's not done. So, um, no, yeah, I'm, no, yeah, I've never been a fan of Black Friday. I just. I know that they have some great deals, and I know they have like sometimes like some one-offs. Like, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's tanto trabajo, and then it's like well, it's kind of, again, it's it's different now in the sense that you know you can buy a lot of them already online, and it so. sort of brings out the be- the worst in humanity. Yeah, I will say I wonder. Although it is fun to watch later online. Oh well, yeah, but I wonder after last year, you know, when obviously things were different, if a lot of companies maybe reassessed. You know what yeah. I mean in terms of like. We don't have to open because if my gato, then what we're bringing in, yeah, you know, I'm opening on a, on a Thanksgiving or whatever. So maybe I sort, of, I sort of got like to the whole Thanksgiving thing this year. <laughs> whatever, maybe I shouldn't even mention it because I don't want to ruin everybody else's post Thanksgiving. I, I will got... say you literally just walked through the door and the first your first words were like, "I just bought a fifty dollar ham," and you just yeah. kept going. So no, but I was just thinking <laughs> that, set that the like, tone. this year. You know, finally, we're back to sort of normal that we could celebrate together again. And I was just thinking, last year, I didn't have Thanksgiving with my parents (laughs) and my grandmother. And this year, that we're doing it together again, you know, she's not here. And it's like, whatever. Let's move on to the next topic. Well, Um, you know, but you had so many great Thanksgivings with her. So, yes, there's that. Yes. And my grandmother, I have to say, my grandmother always did the turkey. Yeah, you told me, yeah. My grandmother always did the turkey. That was her thing. Though when I hear people like, oh my God, this year we did the bacon wrapped turkey. I'm like, bitch, Angela's been doing the bacon wrapped turkey since like I was a kid. Since well, like the Angela's 80s. a pioneer that way. Yeah. I don't even know what made her do that because it's not like she <laughs> That's put, not very Cuban. Yeah. No, and not yeah. like she was wrapping well, other things. She was but, certainly not wrapping turkey with bacon in Cuba because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. There's Cuba. that, yes. Don't you love though? Actually, you know what? That's a good. I was topic. actually going to ask you: Did they have like an equivalent of Thanksgiving? No, no. Well, okay, no, because there's there's Canadian Thanksgiving. So, like, I was curious about that. Like, if other countries okay. have an equivalent, don't you think that you would have heard of Cuban Thanksgiving at you this know, point? You're absolutely right. Never mind. I rescind the question. <laughs> like, because I'm sure if there would have been a Cuban Thanksgiving, we would have celebrated that too. You know what? And I'm sure it would I have take been. It back. I rescind. Con un, con un puerco. I rescind the question. Oh, con una, por lo menos con una pierna. That's true. Minimum. Right, right minimum, minimum. Una pierna. I rescind um, the question. But I think it's funny that Thanksgiving is something that no matter, like from an immigrant standpoint, like everybody's down with. Well, because I think, look, I know in recent years. Like humans years, really embrace Thanksgiving. They really do. But I think in recent years, obviously Thanksgiving's gotten a bit of a bad rap because, you know, the whole 
you know, the colonizers, the Indian Native Americans and all that. But I think that if you remove that from it, it really is nice to just have that one day a year where you go out of your way to really just stop and take stock and appreciate what you have. But right? I feel that... And, yes, and, I, I, and so our people, I think, you know, our Cubans, let's go with Cubans, that's what we are. Like, I think that there's, because they come from an island where everything is, was so... Que es un pavo. Well, you know, but, but you know, in Cuba, also, it's like they, they were so Does much... turkey even exist in Cuba? Probably as a concept. Because other, you know, it's, it's hard to get chicken, so, right, you know. Right, right, so... Does, do people even have turkey? But that's why, but that's why people, that's why our people probably appreciate it more because it's like después de pasar tanto trabajo you know to come here and at least have one day where it's like coño la verdad que you know I see and with the people that canceling Thanksgiving because of the whole colonizers and pilgrims and things like that you know while yes there that is a whitewashed you're not wrong that is a whitewashed version of history <clears throat> but back to what you said I feel that Thanksgiving has become so much more than that like yeah. that's not even what Thanksgiving is about anymore like nobody sits around the Thanksgiving table and be like let's think about today right, let's about <laughs> the pilgrims and, and the Indians right, right, right. and the you know the shared feast that they had right. before the pilgrims slaughtered the Indians right, right? That's, that's nobody not yeah this just has totally eclipsed that but not now for, for a very long time you know um it hasn't been just now. So I, I don't know why, whatever. It's just, but again, I think with our people specifically, it's it's about that. It's about like, you know, like to get here and, and it's like, you know, so definitely with them, it, there's that. And people that say they don't like turkey, they haven't had my turkey. <laughs> I have to tell you. Well, yes, you gave the recipe last week. My turkey is pretty amazing. It's like freaking eating butter. <laughs> well, yes. Again, you gave the recipe last week. Yeah, yes, so, it is all butter. So anyway, <laughs> so um, I wanted to bring up because it happened this week, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important to talk about. It. Well, this week, well, since our last episode, Kyle Rittenhouse was was found not guilty. Was found was acquitted. Acquitted. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, um, Ahmad uh, Arbery's. Uh, Killers were rightfully found guilty. Found guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was something very important to come up to talk about because you have their two contrasting cases, mm-hmm. um, very different for very different reasons. But I have to tell you that with the um, Aubrey case, I, I I was very concerned because. I think the evidence was... The Aubrey case is the one where he was jogging, correct? Right. So he was okay. jogging. You know, he, he was a black young man. He was, J- and he he was, was JWB. Uh, yes. Uh, jogging mm-hmm. while black. Yes. Yes. And the thing about him jogging... Have you seen the video? I, I know I did. I don't really remember. He was like in jogging gear. Like in sense that he had like very small shorts on. Okay. And he had like a very light... Um, so he was clearly jogging. He was clearly jogging. Not, you know, he was jogging with cargo pants. You know right. what I mean? Um, he was... He had a very... Um, light uh, shorts on and very light shirt, so th- there was no confusion that right, he right. was a he was not right. a jogger. Right. And the whole thing of like um, that he allegedly stopped at a house I was under construction and looked mm-hmm. through the windows, you know, and these three white guys, you know, started chasing him and all that. Like, just from um, well, how many times haven't we been lucky lose and just you know stopped to look at? A house yeah. that's under construction. Yeah. No, but but just from the facts that we know right. from the news, which are very small compared right, to right. what a jury gets. Of course. It's like, this is 
like this couldn't be any clearer that these guys hunted this guy right. and hunted him because he was black. You know, this was sort of a modern day lynching, if you will. Mm -hmm. But you never know. You, you you never know with the way that juries have gone yeah. so far. You 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 just never know. So I was very relieved to see that they were all three of them were convicted and yes. um, rightfully so. And I think that you know, with with especially everything going on in the last several years that has come to light with like the police and and the legal system and how it's unfair and all that. I, I hope that this at least is mm -hmm. some type of step in the right direction. Step that it's okay. Sometimes we get it right. Right. But the but the problem here is I, I don't know if you know all the specifics is no. um so the prosecutor no. of the county where this happened this got national attention after it happened. Well, of course. But then one of the biggest cries were that these men were not charged. That's right. Weeks and weeks and That's weeks right. passed. It wasn't until the video came they out. They weren't charged. No, even after the video came out. But I'm saying, charged. But, even, but it wasn't until after the video came out that it even... It wasn't until people were starting to lose their shit and complaining about this. Right. And there started to be a lot of um, mobilization mm -hmm. that... Finally, something happened right. because initially the prosecutor for the county didn't want to press charges against them. And I mean, and the reason based, was okay, because the on... prosecutor was friends with one of them. Conflict of interest, much? Well, not even conflict of interest because that, actually that's not a conflict of interest mm -hmm. because if you're mm -hmm. a prosecutor, well, but don't you have to recuse yourself? In that, not instance? only do you have not only do you have to recuse yourself, but but no, like these are the set. These are the the facts of the crime right correct but, but, but i'm saying but in that situation like at bare minimum you recuse yourself and no, you're like no 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 a prosecutor doesn't recuse themselves the head prosecutor oh, oh okay 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 like the like the, 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 the county DA? prosecutor yes oh okay they, they don't recuse themselves okay i mean maybe they're not the attorney working on the case but you have very minimum press charges Got it. when you said prosecutor okay i i went to immediately like just like the guy working the, right. the day to day no no you mean like you, the da yes okay you have to you have very minimum you press charges mm -hmm. and then let the prosecutors pass do it their on job and, let them do their job. and right. whatever, okay. even if you don't get involved okay. and you screen yourself out of it. Right. right? Um, but here, no, the head attorney was like, no, we're not pressing charges. And it's because she knew them. And mm -hmm. then she eventually got fired and now she faces criminal charges. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's, it's a really bad case. And you know, <laughs> The the Cal Rittenhouse case, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. I feel like I don't know enough about it. Because I, I, I honestly, like, there was so much going on, you know, recently and just in, in, in that whole sphere of, of just incidents happening that there are some that I remember hearing about, but I don't have them. Well, but you know what he did? Well, okay, so he basically went to like an area that was that was having right, uh, he, protests. He, he was miles and miles away. Right, he he went out of his way to go to a protest right. essentially, right. and but, then shot like three yeah, people. That's like if you know, there's a protest in Fort Lauderdale, and we're like, you know, I'm gonna drive from Southern Dade County all the way up a county, you know, to go be a vigilante. Right, right, right. right. Because it's not like he was protecting his property or right. the property of his. Family. Yeah, it's not self defense, right? Right. 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 He right. went and put himself in the middle. Of a situation. Right, right, right. Right? He sought out a situation. Right. My whole thing about that case is that let's say that it was self-defense. Or let's say that there wasn't enough 
prosecute there wasn't enough evidence mm-hmm. to prosecute him because remember in a criminal trial this is what people have to remember the criminal standard as somebody who watches law and order knows <laughs> it's beyond a reasonable doubt right, so from right. a juror perspective you have to you have to have even if you in your heart think that person is wrong the law mm-hmm. says that the evidence presented to you by the prosecution or the state right. has to be beyond a reasonable that doubt. there is no other conclusion you right. can draw not a preponderance of the evidence that right. that would be civil um but in criminal right. it's beyond a reasonable doubt right. so let's say that from a legal standpoint there wasn't enough to prosecute him my problem with this case is how he has become a poster a, child a poster child for like the trump right and it's like why is that even a thing? Like, why? Why? Because he got away you know, with. He was on Tucker Carlson. He took a picture. T- and then the thing is, also, he's now eighteen. Right. So he's an adult. So he's an adult. He's not a little kid. So you know, he comes out in this interview with Tucker Carlson, saying like, "Oh, you know, um, I'm not a racist. I'm pro BLM. You know, I just want to be a normal person." But yeah, you, you know. continue to seek out the spotlight. Right. And he took a picture with Trump today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like. Okay, so if you want to be this, if you want to put this behind if you. You just want to be somebody who was wrongly accused in, 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 in and the wrong. Let's say let's, I'm saying this is the, from his perspective, say, from right, his perspective, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you want to put it behind you? Then shut the fuck up and go back to your life as a civilian. You know what? You just literally got away with murder. Right. You know, even if it was in self defense. Right. Calla de la boca and go and just shut up. But now he's making his rounds and all these right wing, you know, Pundits, circles. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to see him soon in like, you know, Trump rallies and all this stuff. Matt Gates offered him an internship, you know, and all this type of stuff. Right. So it's like, I just don't understand how how the, he has become the the right has wanted to adopt him as a poster child. Like I, I don't I don't get it. Like why En base de qué? Right? And you know, and that whole thing, you know, of being a vigilante, which is the whole thing that happened with George Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin case. That's why that happened. Because George right. Zimmerman was a he, he was a vigilante. Like he thought he was like a badass. Like yeah, he was Batman. He, he was Batman. He was yeah, Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. the the community needs me. It's like right. Are you're you're fucking, you're not even Paul Blart Mall Cop. And, and even you know, and even then in that situation, at least he was still in his neighborhood. A George Zimmerman. Compared to Rittenhouse. Yeah. I'm saying I mean, at least like to your point of earlier, like this guy, this other kid went out of his way. Like at least yeah. Zimmerman was. In his community. Right. And then another thing. Okay, he has this huge wef- weapon, an AR-15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of these weapons. And his mother drove him there. I don't know about you, but when I was 15, 17, my mom wasn't taking me anywhere with a gun that was three feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to My mom will be like, pero que, pa where am I taking you? I have no, no, questions. No, 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 no. I have questions. See, my mom would, when I was 17, well, you remember, yeah, our there. parents would question us by ir al cine de peso. I know. Like, ¿Y quién va? ¿A quién va al cine de un dólar? ¿Y a qué, hasta qué hora? ¿Y qué van a hacer después? Ajá, que película van a ver. Ustedes después, después van a ir a tomar helado, ¿verdad? Right, al McDonald's ahí. Al Basket Robbins. Right, right, right. Ahí, right. And Westford Center. Right. Donde estaba el cine de dólar. El cine de peso, you know. And here, oh, no, 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 we're crossing straight, we're ca- we're crossing state lines. <laughs> with, with weapons. With, with a huge assault rifle. And, and I'm going to ask no questions. Right. So, I don't know, I, I think... That there can, may be a civil case against him. I was going to say, can the parents be held liable because he was 17 when it happened? No, because the thing is that parents can't be held liable for tortious acts of their kids. But 
can't from from a weapons perspective if they fit. I don't know if on a weapons I don't know the technicality of the weapon I don't know mm-hmm. laws of guns that well even if it's but, like a misdemeanor because they didn't keep it but I know that or you, whatever you cannot be held liable civilly for the actions um, of your child or, or criminally for the actions of your kid Come okay. On. That was the case. <laughs> oh. oh, the courts would be full. My poor parents. Your poor... Oh, I meant just with you. Yes, it's... your parents would still be in litigation my with parents, some people. My parents would still. Be... My parents would have been there a lot in the late eighties, early nineties. Your parents might still be in litigation with Kmart. Oh, <laughs> Shh. nobody knows that. Oh, man. Bueno. You know who's not in litigation with anyone? Yeah. This week's guest, Robbie. Robbie Ramos. Yes, yes. Oh. I like that. I like that you had to think about it. Like right. who? Like right. <laughs> in this special, <laughs> this, this special episode of <coughs> dinner with Pedro. Let me this tell is you, true. Yes, we we yes. had dinner with um, Robbie Ramos, and um, it was it was great. Like yes, at I'm, Crackers, at Crackers, which is in Miami Springs. I was going to say Miami Lakes. Yeah. Every time that we do an interview, especially if it's an interview in person, at the end, Ish and I are like, oh my God, we totally are like friends with this person now. Oh, yeah, like, no, they're coming over. Like, they, yeah. we probably spent Thanksgiving with them. But like, like Robbie, <laughs> especially, because Robbie, as you will hear in the interview, you know, he even went to our like high, high school. school. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, like Robbie, like we're totally friends with Robbie now. Like, yeah, like that's just the thing. Robbie's coming over and we're going to hang out. You <laughs> oh, yeah, know? No, totally. Like, you know, we're going to spend New Year's. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. Pasamos la casa. Pasamos la casa. chance. Yeah. Que aquí tengo mangos para ti. Just come by. Mangos de aguacate. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. All right. So here's our interview with Robbie Ramos from the show Heels on Stars. You know, sometimes here in Miami, we complain that, like, compared to New York City and other older cities, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of traditions here and a lot of things right, that you right. know our parents did and our grandparents did. But there's a pretty big tradition here in Dade County that for the last 69 years has been around. We love it. It's one of our favorite things to do, and that's the The fair. fair. Yeah. November 18th through December 5th, we've got the fair, which... We've talked about so many times on the show. We have. I mean, it's it's a tradition for us. We 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 stand the fair. Last year was really kind of painful for us not going to. The I fair. know, I know. It, I mean, it, it was Corona and all that, but but we felt it. But it's like, wait, we have a pandemic and they canceled the fair. I that, mean, I mean, come on, people. But come this on. year the fair is back. Yes, they are, and they are taking safety precautions, but they still have hand sanitizers everywhere. Yeah, so they are definitely taking. And it really hand. is. I mean, seriously speaking, it really is a great tradition. And, and yeah. it is great entertainment, whether you are grandma or you're just a, you know, a it's little the kid. It's definition of fun it, for the whole family. It really, really is. And it doesn't matter what age you're in because there really is something for everybody. And again, the whole tradition thing is very important. I grew up going on the fair. Yeah. There's pictures of me as like a two-year-old at the fair. And now I could take my son to the fair and That's you know true. have go down the same midway I went and, and all that. And, and, have- and that is definitely a, a, a Dade County tradition. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm so glad it's back, especially, you know, it's a little cooler this time yeah. of year when we get to go. So that should be fun as well. So, I mean, what are we waiting for? So remember, everybody, uh, November 18th through December 5th, the fair is back. So the fair, be there. Okay. 
Okay, vamos a ver. Turkey, corn, yuca, potatoes, lechón, maduros. ¿Y tú qué haces? Aquí, making a list of all the food I'm going to need this holiday season. Yeah, tremenda lista. Bueno. I know where you can get everything on your list and more. Sedanos. Of course. Sedanos has everything we need to make our traditional holiday dishes, whether that's un flan or, you know, stuffing. Uh-huh. And you can even place an order to get all your holiday dishes fully prepped and cooked. Así, you know, you don't have ningún trajín of cooking y todo reguero. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to check out sedanos.com to find one nearest me and the sales for the week. So visit today. After all, Sedanos has the flavors and savings you love. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, mi gente. So, this week... We have actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like direct from Crackers Casual Dining in Miami Lakes, Miami Springs. <laughs> Miami Springs. Sorry, it's all kind of Hialeah. Um, we have with us <laughs> from the series Heels, Robbie Ramos. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, like, man. thank you guys for inviting me, dude. And this is a little bit of a different interview. We're gonna be having like. Dinner. dinner with Robbie. Dinner so with Robbie, yeah. Welcome to dinner with Robbie. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you hear some food coming in and, you know, us, like... Little plates, you know, you know. it's because we're having dinner with Robbie, as one should, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what better way to talk with, you know, friends and yeah. over food? I and, love it, man. And I got to say, man, I'm glad we started the interview already because it was like, as we were talking, it was like every time we started to say something, it was like, but wait... Let, let's save it for the let's yeah, save for the show. Yeah, yeah. Let's save it for the show. Let's save for the show. So uh, it's like, yeah, let's just pull off the band aid. So, I mean, Cuno, again, we, one of the things we love to highlight, man, is you know, local boy does good, right? Mm -hmm. And yo, you are on heels, which is on stars. Yep. Um, you just got promoted to series regular. Is that am I using the proper term? Thank God, yes, sir. Series regular, yeah. And yeah. as someone who literally just binged the series yesterday, oh, you I have been wanting to watch it. I don't have stars, but I was like, you know what? I have to watch the show, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For support and research. For support and research. I, I I, can't imagine you not being promoted, dude. Like, your character, Diego Cottonmouth, yeah. is... I could watch... Okay, I could watch a spinoff with you, Apocalypse, and Debbie. Oh, Debbie's so good. I yeah. need a spinoff of the three of you together. Yeah, Just like what yeah. happens when Stephen Amell is not on screen, right? Like, uh -huh. the, whatever's <laughs> happening. I need to see that. You, <laughs> like, Thank you, dude. A lot of nipple talk, a lot of all types of shit. <laughs> goes down in the locker room. Man. Oh, my God. Those, the locker room scenes are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I am not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, you know, 
before we get into like the heavy duty of the show, you know, what we always like to ask people, you know, you, you're from Miami. You actually went to our same high school. Fellow alum. Southwest Pride. Senior High, Eagle, Eagle Pride. Yeah. How did Robbie from Westchester, <laughs> how did Robbie from Westchester end up, you know, on a huge show? Uh, tell us a little bit on how you started, if you always wanted to be an actor. How did you get from where you were to where you are now? Yeah, so no, I didn't, man. I, I started acting after high school. Oh. Uh, my first year at Miami-Dade College. Oh, they're bringing well, some of the They're food bringing the food out. Oh, yeah. So we have some Already. fried green tomatoes and, and some... And what is this? This is the... Fried biscuits. Fried biscuits. Fried, biscuits. Thank you, dude. And fried green tomatoes. All right, Already my favorite podcast here, man. This is yours, right? Or, or <laughs> Paco wow, bro, Paco Dude, Paco 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 it's, us, a, it's dude. a podcast with three <laughs> Cuban Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Paco Panti, yeah. trust me. Yeah, uh, man. So you know, I I didn't um, I didn't start acting till till college. Um, I basically I thought I was going to be a baseball player, dude. I, that was my dream since I was a kid. And the one team that Southwest had that was good. Yeah, <laughs> baseball. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, wrestling too. Dude. That's true. Wrestling, That's but true. But they're not necessarily a team, I guess. But whatever. Wrestling and volleyball was was big when I was there, man. So big ups to those dudes. Um, but I I didn't know. Uh, I you know I always thought I was going to be a baseball player. Then obviously reality hits. So long story short, I get to Miami Dade. I pick all these teachers that uh, I don't know if if you guys had that, but it was like rate my professor, and you could see. Uh, yeah. who, how these teachers taught their classes, that kind of thing. And I kept looking for teachers that were really talking about, that, that the students were talking about, this changed my life, blah, blah, blah. Because I was really in, in search of things, you know. I was, I was lost, dude, right. after high school. And one of the, so I came up on psychology and acting. Those were my two choices. Just based on the teachers? Just based on some of the things that, so, so one of the teachers had like a, part of the, the class curriculum was creating uh, uh, a notebook okay. that basically had what what are your interests what are the things that that you'd like to do with your life uh uh what 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 um what curiosities you might have it, he was really helping us like kind of search it was like tailored meaning. to each person yeah yeah and that was part of the syllabus and so with that class i started writing things down you know my thoughts right um my interests my that kind of thing and um and I came up on, on psychology and acting. Those were the two choices that kind of stayed after all the other ones. I had kind of scratched them off. And um, I took a psychology course and I took an acting course. Mm -hmm. um, and the acting won out, man. It, just, I, it, it, it won you over. I fell in love with it, dude. I, I remember, you know, the first time we did a monologue in the class. And uh, I had a natural ability for it, too. You know, I think having been in baseball and, and, and not, not really been the best baseball player on the team, you kind of get uh, you're, you're hyper aware of when you're not the best one in the in the room. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and so I think with that kind of awareness, man, and then with the acting, it just I bro, it, it was natural to me. You know, it just came naturally. And well, having seen you, I can I can say yes, it yeah, comes yeah, natural yeah. to you. So you eventually moved, leave Miami to move to New York. So to I so so like I said, I I, I was in Dade, grinding it out and trying to figure this thing out, uh, the acting thing. And I I, um, I auditioned for the first play uh, um, that was up during during my time there, which was called "Come Blow Your Horn" by Neil Simon. And it's a good play. <laughs> Come on, yeah. And so I, I auditioned and uh, and I booked the lead, man. Now, Grant, uh, like, 
I've never done acting in my fucking life. Like, I, I've been acting maybe a few months at this point. Wait a minute. So you went from your class at date, you go to New York, and you booked the lead in a Neil no, no, Simon. No, no, no. This is not in New York. This is at Miami Dade oh, College. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami Dade I'm College. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Miami Dade College, my first play that I auditioned for, I book it, and I'm, I'm the lead in the thing. I have fucking tons of pages of dialogue. And, um, and I'm scared shitless, dude, you know? Uh, 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 now, all the other actors have been acting all since middle school, right? Because a lot of the theater department at, at colleges are people that have been doing it their right. whole life. And I come in and I get this role, man, somehow, dude. And uh, I remember the first day of rehearsal, I went up to the stage manager and I said, Hey, uh, huh, I, 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 I don't know, you know if you know this, but I've never acted in my life. And she was like, what do you mean? You've never acted in college? Or, and I'm like, no, no, no. I've never acted a day in my life. And, uh, you didn't know stage left from stage right. No, 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 dude, at all. And luckily, I had a teacher named Anna Panero. And she guided me through the whole thing, man. Anna Panero was like my, my first mentor in the acting thing. We went line by line on the play. Um, just like uh, having intentions for each line, right? To seduce, to demand, to announce, to all this bullshit. And then we had it, you know, I had it all written down in a notebook. So I got very technical about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I made it through, man. I made it through. And, and that first performance for me was where... I think the acting bug just like really took a hold of me. I had that first performance, my family and my friends who had all been, you know, high school like jocks and these, yeah. and I'm there acting up a, a storm in some 1950s play. And uh, I remember that right before the curtains opened. So I, I come out with a with an actress in the first scene. Right before the curtains open, I hear Dale Roy. <laughs> Of shit and I'm like, bro, these yep. motherfuckers, dude. Yep, my family's here. Yeah, yep. <laughs> my family. You can take the people out of Westchester, but <laughs> yeah. you can't take Westchester <laughs> yeah. out of them. Roy, I was like, bro, god damn it, dude. Uh, but it has really been like that, man. Everyone's been supportive. I, I'm sure they thought I was crazy, but uh, but I think they also probably noticed that I did have a knack for it. You know, right. if I didn't have it, then they they probably would have been like, mijo. Eh. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I can say whatever, yeah. but no, that they, thankfully that wasn't the case, man. And and so that happens. You go to New York, and what were you doing in New York? Like, were you doing trying to get plays or? So, so Anna Panero lived in New York for a long time, and um, she was the one who told me to go to the school called Terry Schreiber Studios. Yeah that Edward Norton had gone to and, and a few other actors and, and now a bunch of working actors. But, and so I said, uh, yeah, let me take a chance on the one year conservatory at, at Terry Schreiber. And, and, and I took, I, I did just, the audition. It just solidified the bug even more, didn't it? Even like, more, man. And then, you know, moving away from family, being, that was you first know, time? Cuban and from Miami. Yeah, dude, we, that's tough, man. Making that first move. And, uh, how old were you about this time? I was 20. I had just turned 21 when I moved. Oh, wow. So, estaba suelto y sin vacunar en Nueva York. You were legal. You could drink. You were out being an actor, living your best life. Exactly, man. We were, you know, it was it was an exciting time, but at the same time, it was, no, no, no. Yo no quiero porque estoy esperando el pollito. Come aquí el, what is it, the biscuit, the fried green tomato. Estoy esperando el pollito que me viene. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you're doing all the talking, but, you know, we can jump in, I'm sure. Trust us. 
Yeah, you know, New York was a it, it was a hell of an experience, man. Those first few months there was. Yeah. And you were tough. there ten years. I was there ten years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, basically, I was uh, yeah, it was my whole twenties. I was there. Yeah, I know that because um, I of course we do a little research. Uh, I saw that you. I think you were on Orange Is the New Black. At some point during my time there in New York, um, I started thinking about making money as an actor. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's very wish, innovative yeah, exactly. for most actors. Yeah, yes, right. it's, it's I, yeah. I wish it would have come sooner, but it, it didn't, dude. I was doing a lot of experimental theater and all types of free theater and all this shit. And, and it's necessary. Of course. You, you, you were getting your dues. You exactly. Know? But uh, at some point, I, I started thinking about the business side. And, and Orange is the New Black is the first kind of a TV gig that I got that was, you know, of any kind of real substance. Right. Um, and for me, it was... You know, it was it was cool shit, man. It was a weird role, dude. But you know, we got to do what we got to do. How was that set, man? So it was actually very, very cool because the director was, um, and I'm blanking on her name right now, but she's from that '70s show. She's on Orange Is the New Laura Propon. Yes, she was the director on it. And was so helpful, man. It was a scene where I, I had to be like making an ice cream uh, cone mm-hmm. as I'm talking to the the actress in the scene, the two actresses in the scene, and I'm in an ice cream truck. Uh-huh. So I'm building this fucking ice cream, which <laughs> I just got like because you know as a, as a guest star, you go in uh, and you're there maybe ten minutes and then you start shooting right. the scene, right? So I, she's like, not her, but. They're showing me how to do the ice cream. I've never been an ice cream man. You know? <laughs> like, I'm here. I gotta set you up mean this in ice all cream. your training. They never <laughs> exactly. They, they missed exactly. that one. <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm there figuring out how to do an ice cream cone in ten minutes, um, and it's not that easy, dude. Especially when your nerves are through the roof, right? Because my nerves were were crazy, man. It was my first kind of like little guest star on TV, so I was. I was excited and, and anxious and all of that, so it, it was tough. But she made it. She made it a lot easier, man. I think it's easier, not easier, but it's it's comforting, I guess, because she is an actor, she so knows. she knows exactly what it is like to be that first time on set or that 100%. thrown on set and be like, oh, by the way, that thing you've never done before in your life. I need you to do it and don't miss your cue and right. hit the lighting and yes. like, yeah, yes, exactly. So exactly. that's you got a little spoiled, I think, in that I sense. Did. I did, dude. Thank God. So. <laughs> Before we talk about heels, I got to ask about the hair and the beard. Is this just because or is this because of the show? Well, what happened was that I, I get the audition for heels in the middle of the pandemic. And I had grown my beard. I had grown my hair. I send in the self-tape uh, uh, of me looking like this. And, and they liked the look. And they were like, no, tell them to keep it. So basically now I'm stuck with this hair. and The and reason I ask that is because I, I until... <laughs> recently had the hair and the beard too okay i i, I had it's like a, really long hair and the like really long beard and i think what he's asking is do you need a stunt double because he can grow <laughs> it out again <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, you guys, that's really what it was and you guys do film in so, georgia which is relatively close yeah, okay, he can make can, it, can so make it bearded long-haired guys you know stick together right. yeah hell yeah um, all right so heels how, how did how did that happen so heels was my only audition during the pandemic. Remember the pandemic happened. It's crazy. Yeah, it happened. It started to happen in in March, yeah. right? The shutdowns and all that. I moved back because I had moved to LA, and I moved back to to Miami, and I'm staying with family. And this is probably yeah. I get the audition for heels in July. I find out I'm gonna be a father in June. 
So a month before I had found out I was going to be a father. Thank you, dude. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing. But at the time, I was shitting bricks, man, because as an actor, uh, we didn't know when this thing was going to come back right. at all. If at all. If I mean, at all, really, yeah. we were worried. Yeah, um, because you were a new series. It's not even like you well, had no, a no, commitment no, no. for... I, I hadn't even booked oh, that yet. That's right? true, that's true. So I was an out-of-work actor, true. dude. I had you didn't know when no, anything was coming back. Nothing. No right. money, nothing going on. All the side jobs, which were like Uber, u- u- Ubering <laughs> and that kind of thing, I couldn't do. I mean, there was yeah. nothing going on. And I was back in my parents' house, like, just like, what the fuck's going on? So I get this email about the audition, and um, and I send it in. A week later, my agent uh, calls me. She says, hey, they loved your tape. Uh, you're probably going to have another audition, um, a callback, mm-hmm. which is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> uh, just be ready, right? And I had, I was going to take a trip with my, with my family to Tennessee, so I, I was like, all right, you know, I'll take all my equipment with me on this trip. We get to the cabin in Tennessee, and I get an email, and it says, "Oh, this is your callback for Heels, blah blah blah." Uh, but there was no acting, so all the scenes that were acting, I had already sent them in. I guess they were happy with that. What it was was a physical audition. Oh, because he's a wrestler, right? It is a very physical show. Right. That was gonna be one of my okay. questions. Okay, dude. So you can just imagine the panic, man, because they. They're like, look, if this was not a COVID um, time, you'd go in and you'd uh, uh, train with a wrestling trainer and he would show you how to do some of these, uh, like a front row and that kind of thing. And then the producers would come in and see you do it. And then, you know, that'd be your audition. But because it was COVID, they're like, we want you to self-tape it. So just with my iPhone, tape myself doing some of these moves. Um it was a workout. The, fir- the first half was a workout, like a 10-minute, five-minute workout, but it was high intensity. And they were just trying to see my stamina, I'm assuming. Okay, we got more of the food coming. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We got to so shift some things around. Here. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. So we got some... Chicken fingers that look pretty awesome, yes. and some chicken and dumplings. Okay, I almost ordered the chicken and dumplings. They look fantastic. Mm. They're good. All right, all right. Robbie's giving me the seal of approval that they're good. The chicken, the chicken, the chicken is good. All right. Uh, Wait, so, so, so you you had to like do a workout. Basically, yeah, as we feast, as dude. we feast, well, we're gonna, we're gonna do a workout afterwards. Right, right, we're, gonna, yeah, we're gonna walk around the block or la 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 with the manzana yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had to do a workout, and I'm I'm in Tennessee. I don't know the gyms in the area. I don't know the gyms in. I don't know anything. Yeah, that's true. So now, let me guess. Were you in Gatlinburg? I was in Gatlinburg. How do you know? Of right? course, every, every good Cuban. like every good Cuban goes to Tennessee in Gatlinburg. <laughs> Is there any other place in Tennessee? Yeah. Like Chattanooga like, is the only Pigeon Forge is the only other place that, that we go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hear a Cuban from Miami saying, "I'm going to Memphis." No, no, <laughs> no, never. Right. Um, so I started googling the gyms uh, in the area, and I come across one that has a, a boxing ring. Okay. So I think oh, this is probably that's perfect. comparable. Yeah. Yeah. So I call the guy. And I tell him, hey, this is a weird request, but, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I need, um, sorry, I need a, 
uh, a self tape. I need to do a self tape for an audition. He's probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I explained <laughs> a little further. I'm like, you know, I'm an actor and I'm doing this role and, and I need to send in a, basically a, an audition and um, I need someone who's going to work me out and, and also videotape my workout. So, you know, I start to tell him it's a, it's a wrestling part and all this shit. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's a what? And I said, it's a wrestling part. Like, the, the character's a wrestler. And he says, I used to be a wrestler. No, hola. Yes, dude. No. It's one of these moments where I start to <laughs> think, holy shit. In Gatlinburg, yeah. In Gatlinburg. In Gatlinburg. Right, right, right. Um, so we, uh, thank you, we start to, I, I, so I, I, I basically tell him, all right, you know, I'm going to be there tomorrow, such and such time, we got to do it. So I show up, he's the sweetest guy, man. He's telling me about his, his wrestling career and basically how, you know, he wanted to be a wrestler his whole life and he never really, uh, made it because he ended up having a daughter and he didn't want to go to Japan to do some fucking Oh yeah, they, that's where a shit ton of them go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he he stayed around and and um and he never really followed that dream of his. So, you know, as we're talking, he's warming me up and I'm like, "Brother, I can't talk and warm up like I'm out of shape. We need to fucking just shoot this audition, right?" And I have to act like I'm in shape even just a little bit, right? <laughs> So he's like, all right. So we start doing the self tape. I vomit at the end of the workout. Oh, shit. Yeah, I wanted to do this whole thing where I, you know, I pound my chest at the end and I say some shit to the all camera. Right. I couldn't. Like, as soon as I finished the workout that they wanted, I turned my back and I fucking projectile uh, vomit. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, I end up sending that clip. Not not with the vomit. I, I edited it out. I would have uh, been like, I talk, talk about reality. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I should have yeah. probably kept it. Um, but then the, the the hardest part of the thing was that I had to do three forward rolls okay. in a row. And, dude, I had never done that in my life. And, like I said, I was overweight. So I'm like, God okay, damn, Even athletic-wise, you were a baseball player. You know what I mean? Right, it, it, right, it was, right. it, there's not much gymnastics I mean, involved. Ten years ago, right, I would have been right. able to fucking do it. But then, you know, with the New York and all this shit, I gained weight there. I did all types of shit. And, you know, I wasn't the same. La vida, athlete. la vida. Yeah. <laughs> so we do the forward rolls. Again, I'm vomiting in between. We're cutting. We're doing all types of shit. I end up telling them, like, I think one forward roll is enough. They wanted three in a row. Yeah. And I said, one is enough, dude. One of them looked really good. So uh, I send those two clips in. And, uh, and man, I don't hear back for like a month. Mm -hmm. So you can just imagine the anxiety, dude, of that course. I had for a month. I'm waiting on this gig. I'm waiting on, on you know, possibly a life-changing moment. And uh, a month later, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nagging my, my agent, like, what's going on? She's like, you just got to chill. We don't know yet, blah, blah, blah. I think she knew she just... She didn't want to tell me until it was like official because they haven't they hadn't sent her the contract. Probably also with COVID, they had to figure out logistics oh, of when is this yeah. going to film? Imagine. Is exactly. it still going to series? Exactly. Is it, yeah. They had already pushed back filming. Yeah. Uh, months prior, which yeah. thank God because I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Because I remember, uh, I remember like in 2019 the series had been announced. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah, way yeah. way a, before. A so time. yeah. Um, I think they were going to start uh, shooting in March actually of 2020, um, and and they pushed it back. Thank God. So it ended up, uh, so, so, you know, I'm at, I'm at my sister's house. My whole family's there. I'm kind of trying not to think about it, but it's impossible. Um, I get a call from my agent, and she tells me, you booked it. And I fucking just, it was ecstatic. I was ecstatic, man. I was, you know, crying, and my parents were crying. And I, 
you know, it was a moment that that uh, I'll and remember Nino. forever, dude. Exactly. And Nino. Yeah, man. And then a week later, I was off to, to Atlanta to shoot the series. Yeah. So what is, like, the training like? For this, because that's what I was. You guys do like, all of your own stunts, or a big chunk of them, the don't you? Of this must be yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. And and you know, I I, w I went into a a situation where I have a bunch of athletes that I'm working out with all of a sudden, <laughs> right? So a week before, I don't know, you know, if I have a job a week later, I'm working out with James Harrison, who's a two-time uh, Super Bowl champion and an and ex NFL player. Shit. Who plays Apocalypse? Oh, okay. Um, a very famous football player, and he's a he's a uh, monster athlete. Oh yeah, they're gigantic, like monster uh, athlete. Everybody on that show is ridiculously huge. Yes, dude. Um, well, so yeah, I'm six yeah. one, <laughs> right? And, and 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 these guys are towering over me. I yeah, because you're not tiny. You're, no. you're not short. <laughs> I'm a big dude, and yeah. usually in theater shit, I'm like the tallest guy. In, yeah. you know, no, 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 no. In this room, I'm the shortest guy. <laughs> um, so basically what our training was was we would work out kind of like a CrossFit type of workout. Okay. And then after that, we would do wrestling training. And wrestling training is like lear learning the falls, uh, learning, learning the rolls, right. uh, learning different moves. And we, what, what actually helped out big time was our wrestling coordinator, Lou Cox, who's also a wrestler. So he had us, like, specifically practice on just the moves that we were going to do in the script, right? Okay. So that it wasn't learning this whole thing of wrestling because, I mean, that takes years, right? It was, almost like, it was almost like study for the test. Yes, exactly. So it was, it was very concentrated on the exact things that we would be doing uh, on screen. So in that sense, you know, it was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And then mm -hmm. I had a double, too. Uh, uh, Zane, who who was a, a huge help to me, man, and and I had the mask. That's so true. So a lot of the times I'd be like, "Dude, Zane, take over, bro." You know. Um, so tell us a little bit about your character. My character, Diego Carmouth. So when I booked the role, he was a he, he was a, a Mexican character originally. Okay. I was gonna ask about this. Yes, but. and then Michael Malley calls me, and he Wait, he how, starts. How awesome is Michael Malley, bro? I mean. I'm telling you, he's this a, guy. He's the producer. He's in it. He's dude, and just as a human being, man, he is so freaking cool, dude. And for me, as an actor, to see somebody who I idolize, yeah, and and I and I idolize the career, and to see he still has a family, he's still super down to earth, dude. Like, I mean, you meet this guy and you fall in love with him because he's so sweet, man, and he he makes everyone feel comfortable, which. Again, I got spoiled um, <laughs> because he knew it was my first thing, right. my first big thing, right. and he made he went out of his way to make me feel comfortable and, and kind of feel like I could do this. There we go. And uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, Michael Malley is great. I, I got sidetracked. What was what was the sorry the, the character Diego Cottonmouth? Oh yeah, yeah. So, he, Mexican. so right, right. Yeah, yeah. So he calls me and he says, "Where are you from, Robbie?" He starts kind of talking to me, and I say, "Well, uh, you know, I'm from Miami, but my parents are Cuban." And he says, "Well, Diego's Cuban then." And I was like, "That's oh, fucking awesome!" My God, so much weight off my shoulders because, you know, a Mexican accent, the Mexican culture is is drastically yeah. different from ours. And although they try to lump us all into the same thing, Puerto Rican, Dominican, whatever, it's not, bro. We're our own little space. You know? We're not a monolith, as we always no, say. No, no. Although, I got to say, you guys got, you know, you also have Alan 
Maldonado yes. also represent uh, Puerto Rico there. He's got it on his chest. Yeah, dude. he's got. That's a beautiful tattoo he yeah, has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was actually going to ask you about that because I'm, you know, we're big here on the show about like representation matters. The, literally, I think that's like your first line. Where like they first introduce you, you're like, yeah, I was the the menace from Venice, but mm-hmm. I'm Cuban. Nobody bought me as Italian, blah blah. And I was like, all right, either yeah. they wrote this role specifically that yeah. he was always going to be Cuban, or it was like when you showed up, they were like, we got you. Yeah, it was one line change because I think what the the original line was, you know, the Venice from Venice, da, 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 all this stuff, and then I'm like, you know, I didn't think anybody in Georgia would want to cheer for a Mexican. And he just changed it to, I didn't think anybody in Georgia wanted to cheer for a Cuban. For a Cuban, yeah. And then now, you know, we've already had talks with the writers' rooms and, and mm-hmm. with Mike uh, for the season two. And, and they, they you know, now they want to dive more into that Diego right, the right. backstory. How does this Cuban guy from how do you, How do you end up in Duffy? How do you end up in Duffy? Duffy? He's portraying a Mexican like uh, uh, character on, uh, you know, like <laughs> that's on, true, luchador. Yeah, yeah, as a wrestler, they think he's Mexican. So, I think they really want to play with some of that identity crisis kind of thing that happens to us Latinos, man, a lot, all the time, yes, all dude. the time. And and now that you you know you 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 bring that up, I mean, I I do want to say like I think that cast is an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> Like from Stephen to Alan to Michael Malley to Mary McCormick, like all the way down, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like this is your, like you said, your first big, you know, role. And dude, you are spoiled because yeah. that cast está like, like good luck, good luck on your next uh, big role because it's not gonna be that great know, of a cast. Dude. It can't I know, be. Man. Chris Bauer, be. Uh, I mean, oh my god, there's so many, you know, Joel Murray. I've never who- seen Chris Bauer play an asshole like that before. He usually plays like the buttoned up, you know, yeah, no. conservative guy. Like, it was Sheriff Andy and, on True uh, Blood, you know? Yes. Congratulations, because we were talking about this before we started recording. But your character, you went from recurring to uh, regular? regular role. Yeah, so, congratulations. Man. Thank you. That's, Thank you, That's dude. pretty awesome. Oh, man, it's life-changing, dude. I, I yeah. text Mike almost every day. I tell him, you know, thank you, man. I love you. Because, you know, I mean, as an actor, the, you... you you, you you go into it not knowing how things are going to go, bro. And mm. you hear all the nightmare stories, you yeah. know? And they're around you all the time. I mean, in New York, you know, doing theater. I was doing theater with guys who were in their 60s who maybe still hadn't made it, you know? They still hadn't made that. that and they're, they're good actors. Yeah, it's know? not that, they're, so that, it's that not, they suck, yeah. No, man. So it's just... For that to happen, man, was... Um, Life changing, dude. There's no other word for it. Yeah. You know? Now, before before we, we we start winding down, I do want to ask you because you brought you brought up New York again, and I did not know that you actually um, they had I guess an out of town uh, workshop from Bottle yeah. in New York, and you were part of that. Yeah. And I mean, talk about representation, right? It, it, what was that like for? How did you get involved with with that product? That, even though it was just a workshop that you were part yeah. of, I believe, correct? No, like, I, I well so. With Amparo, it was I had a, a, a stage manager on an, on a separate play, so I wrote a play called Alpha Sixty Six. That's At the right. Time, That's right. It was called Alpha Sixty Six, and the stage manager for that play, we were doing it at Terry Schreiber Studios. She's like, "Hey, there's these Cuban, um, uh, a Cuban theater company that is coming up to New York, and they're casting actors to do uh, a workshop production of." Amparo in Miami and then in New York. There was two trial runs, one in Miami and one in New York. And uh, she's like, I think you'd be great for it. You should go in. I went in and I booked it. And, and so 
that actually brought me back to Miami for a little bit. We did the, the, the thing at Ball and Chain, which was like a trial, like a pilot, I guess, right. for a TV series, but for a play. We did it at, at uh, Ball and Chain, and then we did it in New York at a bar. Super cool, dude. The one in New York, to me, was my favorite. It was it was at a bar. It was very intimate, but it still had all the all the drama and, and the, the thing that, that the one eventually Miami had. So I think it was maybe like a year later we do the play here in Miami at... Um, God, where was it? it was Villa, Villa 221. Yeah, it was, it was downtown. downtown. Yeah. yeah. And um, and we did that for eight months, you know. And that was, for me, was uh, another moment of just like kind of um, uh, life imitating art because I had my grandparents passed away while I was doing that play. They're Cuban. Oh the Cuban thing to me is, I mean, it's, it's in my blood, dude, you know, yeah. uh, and the exile story and all of that. And so they pass as, as I'm doing that play. And in the play, my grandmother has just passed, and my grandfather's looking for her, and he has Alzheimer's. My, grand, my grandma had Alzheimer's, and my grandfather had dementia. Um, so, dude, it was, it, was, uh, it was incredible, man. Incredible, dude. I, I reconnected with my roots. Um, and to, to collaborate with, you know, Vicky, Vicky Collado and, and Vanessa Garcia for me was like... I found my tribe finally, you know, I had been in New York 10 years, not really connected with certain people, you know, because they're not our tribe, dude. Our tribe yeah. is very specific, yeah. man. They're nice. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're, they're it's not, nothing, nothing against no. them. No, and they have their tribe. And they have you know? their tribe. Exactly. Because, so, so yeah, that, that was for me. And then now, you know, I, so with that same play that connected me to Vicky and Vanessa, um, uh, called Alpha 66. I had yeah. originally wrote it uh, called that, and then now it's called The Walls Have Ears. It was recently, um, uh, there was recently a production of it down here, wasn't there? A reading. So a reading. we did a, a couple reading. readings. We did one at Cuba Ocho, which went fantastic, man. It was amazing. And then we did another one at Spanglish. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it went, you know, it went fantastic man and so now we're gonna we're gonna be doing it this, i'm dropping a bomb here on your thing dude <laughs> we love an uh, exclusive we're gonna <laughs> yeah i won't say where just yet but we're gonna do a production of it in september of uh next year 2022 oh nice are yeah, you man. thinking south florida or are we gonna have to oh, take no. a no, no we have to trip yeah. to atlanta because yeah, no, we no. have a friend who lives in atlanta we have don't no it's not a problem okay, we can go <laughs> <laughs> no it's gonna be here man it's gonna be here in miami and uh because, you know, this is where I want to do it first, uh, like a, a, the first real production of it. Right. And then from there, I want to take it, I want to take it, you know, elsewhere. I want to do TV with it. But for now, it's Miami. So right now, our, our big thing is finding um, the sponsorship for the play. I mean, Absolutely. you guys know putting together anything creative, you got to find some way to make and the money. Make, get and, that money. Yeah. <laughs> and to put on the production, it's going to cost a good amount of money. So right now, that's what we're doing. We're putting a budget together. And then we're going to start looking for sponsors and, and people Chico, who want to invest. Chico, go fund me. Exacto. Total, yeah, yeah, un go fund me. Let's go fund me now, total. Oh, yeah, people do it for a trip to Disney World. Shit, yeah, this yeah. is more worthy than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Ain't no shame. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, no, we're going to find all types of ways to do it. Because yeah. this is my dream project, dude. It's it's um, it's what I, I I feel I need to do. So, But that's, that's awesome because even though you've found success... You still want to contribute something to your community, you know, something in terms of your heritage. Uh, you haven't forgotten that because you could have very easily, you know, just had obviously more aspirations. But Hollywood, you know, like type 
aspirations, which I'm sure you do, but you still have like your roots. And Haven't lost sight heritage. of who you are. Hundred yeah. percent, man. Hundred percent. And uh, I think for me, it comes back to the my grandparents and my my parents, and and I want to honor them in some way. And I think telling these stories, like a, a lot of our families who who have been exiled or who left um, Cuba, it's it's. Uh, and, and and I think that the Cuban stories, you know, sometimes since we're in the middle of it. We're kind of a little bit like saturated with it. Yes. But as we saw earlier this year in July, you know, when things were happening in Cuba, there's just so many people that are badly informed that don't know anything about what's going on in Cuba. And they're, you know, online giving opinions they shouldn't be giving about mm-hmm. things they don't know about. Right. And and I think sometimes because we're so in the epicenter of it, we lose, we forget that there's a whole world of people out there yeah. that need to be schooled on the realities of Cuba and the history of Cuba. 100% man. So it's good that, you know, people like you are, that have a platform can create this content. Well, that that's why I said I, I want to do it in Miami, but more so than that, I want to do it in New York. I want to do it in L.A. I want to do it in places where there are people who don't know what the fuck is going on in Cuba. Right. And that just, they just don't know. It's know? just it, it's for for no reason. It just you know it, it is what it is. Like yeah, just, yeah. Like I don't know what's going on in Ireland there. I don't exactly. Know what's going on in fucking, you know what I mean? Leprechauns. Yeah. That's all that's going on in Ireland. Don't worry about it. Leprechauns. Don't worry, right. they're fine. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, so that's the next thing is is making this play, man. Well, I gotta say, man. Again, thank you so much for for swinging by. I mean, like we're we're still. We're going to end the interview, but by no means are we done talking, because so we're still in, in yeah. proceso, but, okay, like, we, we say it all the time, like, it, we love to chat with, obviously, you know, Latinos who have, who, you know, who are, are living their dream and everything, but when it's a local boy like you, again, from the, literally the same neighborhood, high, same school, high school, like, all yeah, that, yeah. it just brings out a degree of pride in us, like, you don't even know, so thank you so much for... For representing us, you know yeah. that that's it's nothing. It's not something we take lightly when we're, people we're do it well. Yeah. <laughs> when people do it well, and when I, I want to call it Alpha Sixty Six, but I know that's not the name the anymore. Walls have ears. The walls have ears. Yeah. When it happens, we want you back on the show. Uh huh. We'll help promote the hell out of it. We will repost. We'll do. You let us know, and we'll get the word out, man. Because awesome, again, man. it's again. Thank you so much for swinging by, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Y ahora comen. A comer. A comer. Vamos, vamos, bye. And we're back. Yeah, I I legitimately want to just hang out with him more. Like, just doing like, just anything. Yeah. Anything. And I can't wait till he does another, you know, production of, of his play and we can go see it. And uh, again, just buena he's, gente. He's cool people. Um, it's just it's it's really awesome when you meet people um, or when we have met people through this uh, yeah. vehicle and um, you know sometimes you meet people and they're very very nice and very cordial and all that and it's great bye thank you have right. a great day but then there's other people that's like oh my gosh you're totally yeah. like my tribe yeah we're, like we're, I felt that out. same way recently with Natalie Morales oh yeah yeah when with we Natalie I'm oh like my oh my gosh like. Oh, come on, Natalie. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I guess she's a vegetarian, so I'll just get her, like, a pastelito de agua. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, really, right there. Like, like come please, on. please, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, well, now we're thirsty. We are thirsty. So, I think because Thanksgiving just passed, we're going to be a little cheesy this week, and um, we're going to give a combined soda. 
And we're just going to give it to you, listeners. I know we give it to you, listeners, every once in a while, a couple, of, a couple times a year. And if you're listening, that means you. You. We're talking. We're not. Ta- we're not talking about Michelle. We're talking about you, Michelle, Tamika, or or Tanya. Tanya. Not one of them. No. But we're talking to you. Other people are listening to this and thinking we're talking to them, but we're not. We're talking to you. To you. To you specifically. So, you know, again, we're, we're creeping up on, you know, the end of season four, almost 200 episodes, and y'all have been there with us the entire way. And we just, that's definitely one of the things that we've been thankful for this year. You know, just, just your continued love because that's really what it comes down to we feel it from the emails we get from the dms from the comments people's concerns about my birthday cake yes all of it you know it's just i don't know we think of you guys as like an extended family so to all of our better let me tell you primos thank you you know thank you and we hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving yeah well christmas is here yeah yeah the holidays are here well (laughs) that's what this weekend is for oh my gosh I'm going to need a vacation for my Christmas arbolito. Oh my God, it's such an undertaking when you have a garage. It's like, saca todas las cajas para sacar todas las bolas para volver a meter la caja en la, ca- la caja más grande para meterla en el garaje. <laughs> All in the span of like three hours. Well, we'll hear that update next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, with that, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And this week, I'll do it a little bit different. I hope you grab your, let's see, your extra turkey. Okay. And your extra honey baked ham. Okay. And your extra article frijole because you know. Yeah. Yuca. Your extra yuca. Yuca. Because you know que alguien trajo yuca to the Thanksgiving dinner. Of course. Of course. Right. And have your, we don't have eggnog. We have. Coquito. Coquito to our Puerto Rican friends. Yes. And, uh. See you next week. All right. <laughs> have a great have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy Bye. the holidays. Bye. But let me tell you is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 